0: Give up oh, we're gonna.
1: well welcome to rise up hosted by me steve Kahn. i'm so excited you're here uh, today we have an amazing guest interview uh, for you, uh, I'm going to be interviewing Glenn Lavender, and uh, he has got an amazing story. How he started Silver Hand Meadery, not Brewery Meadery. And if you're not quite sure what that is, it's a honey-based uh, brewery, and uh, it's it's amazing. So um, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about some of the obstacles that he um, that he had to challenge, and some of the things he had to kind of go over or, or get through to reach some of his dreams. And we share like three great, amazing tips and points that, that I really think will benefit you. And you'll be able to take those keys and be like, chase your dreams, chase the businesses, chase the the things that you want uh, in life. And by using those, those, these three little keys. And so I'm excited. And um, I also want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by my Patreon account, which is if you head over to patreon.com forward slash Steve column And, uh, and I encourage you there, uh, think about, you know, maybe supporting me and, um, uh, as little as a coffee, a coffee a month. Um, you know, that helps, uh, helps run this podcast. And, uh, the main reason I, I started this, uh, this, um, uh, this podcast, I wanted an inspirational and motivational discussion group where I can show you keys or help you reach your dreams. And, you know, the beginning of this year, um, you know me and my wife uh, gave birth to our precious little son Asher who was stillborn, and and um and it is it is it re- re- really rocked our worlds and really um uh, changed us but i wanted to i really wanted to give him a voice i wanted to be able to give him a voice and 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 no better way i thought than some sort of in- inspiring and encouraging and motivational Uh, message uh, motivational talk where uh, every single every single um, episode we we share amazing stories on um, uh, on how people overcame those uh, tragedies or uh, obstacles in their lives so anyway so feel free please head over to patreon.com forward slash steve calm and think about um, think about supporting us here so awesome let's go ahead and dive into this amazing interview Gosh. And so, um, coming back a couple of years, uh, years ago, there was something called the pandemic and, and the COVID 19. So, what, ha- how did you, how did you get through? Because you're on the other side and you're not, you haven't closed shop. You haven't, um, yeah, you kind of get through that. And, and is there any lessons there, any tips there? Where it's like uh, you, you obviously beat that or you didn't get flattened by that, you know, pandemic. Yeah.
0: No, no, that didn't, it didn't kill the business. Uh, in fact so we did have to lay we laid almost everybody off for a few weeks just because we were we didn't know what the future was and we just thought this whole thing will tank if we just keep sending out paychecks for the next who knows how long and um and we knew that there was enough government assistance that everybody could be fine for a little while while we all rode this thing out together then um then some of that government assistance was set up for businesses, and so we started bringing people back on again. And so we we hired most most of our folks back on. um And you know, our being a musician, an entrepreneur, you're just forced to be creative. And um, I, I I like going back to the analogy of the Beatles only had four tracks to work with, and they figured out, hey, if we record on these four tracks and then dump those down to two stereo tracks then we have two more tracks and then we can dump those down to a stereo track then we get two more like they figured out within the constraints of what they had and so we had an event this weekend also where we had constraints constraints by our local abc laws that we thought were going to be bad for us but we ended up finding a way that made it work well. And we actually had a very successful weekend. So I think those constraints can sometimes actually be quite, quite helpful and force us to be creative. So, um, yeah, we did a number of things that got us through and then, um, and then we, we got, you know, some of the relief money really did make a difference for us and helped us to, to keep rolling. But I would say like on a personal note in 2020, uh, I think the day, we let everybody go and I was standing in the metering. and it was empty. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, maybe it's time to, maybe it's just like, I'd be, I was fine at that moment to just get rid of everything. And that was partly tied because my, my mom who lives in Canada, lived in Canada at the time was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer. And so, I was just like, ah, let's just get rid of all this. I'll move back up there and, and be with her. And um, so that that was a bit of a moment for me as to like, what am I doing? What do I really want to be doing? What am, what am I doing no matter what else is going on? And that's this. I'm always picking up my guitar. I'm always trying to write songs. No matter what else I do, that will always be the case. And so, you know, between covid um, laying everybody off, starting to bring them back on. Then we lost my mom in August of 2020. Um, I think all of that was what led me to um, led me to get into this new world of like I was in music forever. So to get back to it in a different form and how we got to know each other in the uh, winter of 21. So I, I would say that that whole season was more like a focusing. I think it was for a lot of people, just like what's actually important to me. What do I where do I really need to be spending my time? So I think the challenge of, of COVID was kind of a centering and focusing for, for me personally. And then, uh, but the business just kept, kept growing. So that was, that was great. Yeah. yeah gosh, sorry to hear
1: about your mom. It's, uh, you know, it's, a uh, it's a tough thing. You know, it's, uh, my mom passed away in, um, 2020 and is like, uh, through cancer as well. And it's just, uh, it's, yeah, oh.
0: what, just- what, what time of 2020, what month?
1: Uh it was October uh twenty twenty, yeah. Is she in Australia? Yeah, in Australia. So I had to fly down there during the uh, during the pandemic and do do uh what do they call it? The uh quarantine. Uh, quarantine, uh, compulsory quarantine where you got locked in your room and
0: so how long were you in quarantine there?
1: So um we were uh me and my wife went went down there together and so they gave us we had two weeks. So it's a two week quarantine. They did mm. let us out to visit um it's just it's kind of all screwed up we messed up how, how that worked but um they let us out for one day <laughs> and so right. i don't know how the quarantine kind of worked but they let us out for one day to go visit mom and then we had to come straight back or something and it's like i don't understand how the quarantine works with something like that but anyway so yeah so we did get to see her and then uh we got out
0: and it was a few days later that she passed away but you know and steve We've got such a similar story, man. Like, we went up to Canada. We had to quarantine for two weeks. Uh, My sister gave us her house for two weeks, basically. My whole family went up there and lived in her house for two weeks. And um, a week in, we're like, nobody's got any symptoms. What's going on? And so it was my wife's birthday, but I said to her, you know what? I'm just going to hop on my brother-in-law's bike and bike over to mom's. Cause I don't want to be in a car with Virginia license plates driving around Ontario when everybody's terrified of everybody, you know? And, uh, and then my sister called me just a few minutes before I was going to leave and said, Hey, mom's wondering when you're going to get here. And that was her last night. And so I biked over and spent, spent the evening with her and she, she left us the next day. And so then I had to go back into quarantine for the remainder of our quarantine. And then we did the funeral after. So I was, very similar story to you and a, and a funeral during that season was was brutal oh man anyway but that that's uh yeah that's some of the tough stuff of life that we all have to face at one point so
1: yeah it's it, it really is and it's um you know life is uh, I was telling my wife just the other day that uh life is kind of like a stream you know it's uh it's just gonna keep going and it's you know'm meaning meaning that you know it's just it's gonna keep flowing you can't fight it you know and the the stream is kind of like colored with different colors and and we get them all, you know, we have blue days, you know, things calm and cool. And you have yellow happy days, but then you have red days or, you know, or red times where it's just, you know, uh, suffering a loss or, or whatnot. And, and, you know, but everybody gets all the colors in the stream, you get them all at different times. And it's like, you, you can't, it's messy, <laughs> you know, water splashes hits a rock and splashes up on the wall or something that's not supposed to do whatever it's life is messy, you know? So
0: yeah. i think and i think through the grief i learned to like embrace the grief at a level of like i think your amount of grief is is exactly proportionate to the amount of love and care you had for that person yeah. so like if you've and if you're willing to to take that risk to jump in with someone and I mean, with your mom, you don't, it's not a choice really. It's just there, right? <laughs> um, and my, well, you had a good close relationship, but I think, you know, it's when you lose somebody like that, it's, you're going to, you're going to feel it for a long time. And that's just, that's part of the cost. Like it wouldn't be worth anything if there was no cost. Yeah. yeah. So it's, so I, I just learned to be like, no, this is good. This is good. I had a great, we just, uh, we just had a, you know, it was a great thing to, to have done, to have had her. And so, yeah, I think about that with everything. Like, okay, what is this? This is really good right now. What's the cost. <laughs> this is costing something I'm sure. And then try to figure those things out. Uh, oh
1: yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, so I'm curious with, uh, with people, um, like people listening on, you know, they've, they've got these business ideas. They've got these, uh, ideas that they want to do and what what would you suggest or what would you kind of uh, warn them or, you know, because people are driving along listening to this or they're they're at the gym or wherever and they're listening to this and or watching this and they're like, I have an idea for whatever it is, that dream thing, because you were just talking yeah. about, you know, standing in that um, empty metery, just really reassessing what you want to do going forward, you know, and uh, there's many people are even at that fork in that road right now and they're just like, you know, I'm done with my job or wherever it is, and I'm ready to dive out and and i I cannot keep going the way I'm going. I'm ready to change. Uh, so what what kind of advice or what kind of uh, warnings or things would you suggest uh, to people? Like I'm, not,
0: I'm not good at warnings, but I would say like uh, it's very hard to do something if you can't see it. And so, find as many different ways as possible to see the thing that is in your head that you've dreamed up and so i visited um, i went to university of california davis for uh, a mead making course to like understand more about the process and there i met a bunch of people who owned meaderies and have started it and it was like okay This doesn't actually seem as crazy as I thought it was. Then I I went and visited as many meteries as I could. And, you know, some of them was just like, oh, boy, we'll never get to that spot. And then, but others were like, oh, could totally do that. So if there's a business idea you have, if there's whatever facets there are to it, if you can figure out find a place where you can go see that because once you can see it it helps you get on a path like if you've got a visual for where you want to be it's so much easier to get there so that that would be my recommendation um see what you want to do in person tangibly not on a computer like get out of your house and go see it go meet people who are doing it talk to people who are doing it and uh, i think you'll find yourself pretty inspired and then the plan making a business plan is so laborious and annoying, but like it helps you see what you wanna do. It paints the picture and makes it more of a reality. And as an entrepreneur and business starter, you've gotta be the visionary. You've got the visionary, it's called visionary cause you gotta see it and and share that vision with other people so that they can see it and they can all be working towards what that vision is.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. and um like yeah absolutely so um just taking a back step now you're you're on your tour bus like years ago and and you're reading books on beekeeping and and meadery and and brewing and, and all that you're just you're educating yourself you're you're kind of like learning and then you took a step a smaller step before opening up your your actual brick and mortar store you took a smaller step to, to get around people and learn, you know, that, that, that wasn't free. I know that wasn't free to go and uh, to, to do those university course, but you, you invested and in yourself and you invested in that dream and, and then you did it and, you know, and then you got the relationships. I, I always say to people that, you know, if you want to be somewhere different in a year's time, it's the books you read and the people you hang around. And you did exactly those two things. You, uh, you hung around the people and you went and toured some or, you know, visited some of your new friends uh brewery uh meteries and and you mm-hmm. hung out. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the bigger picture or you know, I think I could do that. And no doubt you asked them many questions and then you opened your own, I'm I'm guessing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took notes at every single one I went to wrote down the things that I thought were great wrote down the things that I would do differently and cross-reference them as I kept visiting different places. And then, you know, go to a couple of wineries, go to a brewery, what things can I borrow from them that work? Um, so our business, like you can, the fun thing about mead is there's no rules for it. Nobody has any expectations cause they don't know what it is. So you can make it like beer if you want, like, you can make it a six or seven percent alcohol and uh or you can make it more like wine where it's you know 13 12 13 14 percent alcohol you can make it sweet you can make it not sweet at all you can barrel age it you can do all those things so our goal from the beginning was to sort of treat it like a winery because i i just don't drink beer i'm not a big beer fan personally um i appreciate it from time to time but i do enjoy wine a little more and so uh, and I like that winery experience. I don't know, feels a little bougie or something. I, I, I don't mind saying it, but uh so I wanted to create that sort of experience for our guests. And most people don't realize there's a lot of different flavors of honey. Because if the bee collects nectar from the orange flower versus the avocado flower, you've got like molasses honey or you've got like citrusy bright honey. And then you ferment those honeys I mean it changes things. So people don't know that. And so it makes makes it a fun, makes it a fun thing. Oh yeah,
1: that's absolutely so so um tell us a little bit about how it um how the uh, how your uh, unless it's a trade seeker or anything, I don't know if how <laughs> how you actually make some of yours. Um, you know, I know you're in a different you got a different building there for um for you know for doing the uh, the actual fermenting stage. But yeah. uh, can you share any little
0: uh, without getting into any trade secrets. <laughs> no secrets at all, man. I mean, we we, I would tell you, I'd give you our exact recipe, and it would turn out different for you. You've got different water. You've, you'll probably have different honey. I mean, it's just it's funny. It's I don't care, whatever. It's I, we're we're open about it. But the simplest is, I mean, you can just people can look this up. But it's like uh, about uh, three pounds of honey per gallon. And so, if you just start there, mix that, and then you put a a gram of yeast in uh, that mix, that probably probably do, would do the trick. That's there's a little bit more to it because um, honey uh, it doesn't have an, the nutrients that are really required for a good ferment, good clean fermentation. So mostly, it's missing nitrogen, and so we'll often add some. Um, some other nutrients essentially for that fermentation process so that the yeast stay very healthy and don't create any off flavors and don't stop producing and all that sort of thing so yeah there's some really great spots uh if, if you search mead making if someone's really wants to get into it there's so many resources out there but it really is just honey water and yeast so not too complicated you don't need to heat anything you don't need to boil anything um yeah that's pretty much it (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's well. Um, I'm. I know that there's not. A, it's not as big as as big as wine, wineries. You know, it's more of a niche kind of thing. So, about to totally. you guys located for anybody who's maybe even in the uh, Virginia area or even wants to take a road trip or anything. Where, to you guys like? Because you got a tasting room that's actually open. What every yeah. Saturday. Every week, weekend. every
0: day, every day it's open. So, yeah, we're in a bit of a tourist spot here in America. You and I are uh, our Commonwealth brothers, but uh, and then now we're both moved to the States. And so this town we're in is Williamsburg, Virginia. This is where Pocahontas story is from. Like, uh on my morning run today i ran past where pocahontas was all where all that went down where the boats first came into virginia is right here so it's a very historical place and it's got like a bush gardens and a water country and all sorts of like battle things and so uh, a lot of people come here they've got a the downtown area they've reconstructed so it's like it's supposed to be like 1785 or something or 1760 or something this downtown court so anyway it's a very touristy place um small town really like maybe in the whole area is about 80 to 100 people but we've got the amenities of a really much bigger place because of how many tourists come in mm-hmm. so williamsburg virginia beautiful spot to come visit and spend spend a week it's a great family family spot to visit and that's where we are we're just like a mile from the colonial williamsburg center of town um and people book their tastings they come in and uh have a glass of mead or they'll usually the best thing is to go through the honey tasting followed by the mead tasting and then people will often stay after and have a flight or a glass and then we do uh we do jazz nights twice a month where i'm playing my bass and it's uh it's an open jam so people just come up and we've got some some ridiculously talented folks come and play so it's really fun uh so yeah we're it's that that's the thing silver hand metery. uh one of those books i told you was called the silver hand one of the books i read so that's where i got the name and my grandmother's maiden name was silver so i thought i've got silver hand in me so i thought it was a good good name to go with
1: (laughs) you're gonna laugh but um stephen is it stephen r lord Lawhead.
0: lawhead yeah
1: you know him. Yeah. No, I don't know him, but I, I've read so many of his books. I think I've read The Silver Hand. I've what have listened to, um, I've, I've done a lot of uh, the audio books because I'll go on the treadmill or something like that. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's uh, uh, yeah, He's got like Merlin, Arthur. Uh, ton- oh, his whole
0: Arthurian series, five books is great. I'm reading uh, Patrick. Have you read that one? that's uh, no, the story of saint patrick basically oh, Okay, i've read it twice but i'm reading it now to my boys uh with saint patrick's day a little while ago i started it but all of his books are so long and reading them to your kids in uh one chapter a night yeah. or one you can only do a couple of chapters a week at that pace because i can't read them every night but yeah. um yeah yeah great stuff he's so good
1: yeah really creative too you know especially um you know all the viewers know that i'm you know in the creative world doing so much music and stuff and and so are you Glenn and it's uh it's just a uh, it's just amazing you know writing books or uh um you know fictional books it's creative it's like whatever you can think of in your head you know you're not you know it's it's- creating a whole world that's awesome i love it yeah absolutely so so um when you're talking about that before i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of that of him as well
0: that's awesome yeah <laughs>
1: So, um, so coming back to, um, uh, you know, your success in, in, and I, I have no doubt that you're going to have success with, uh, in the sync world, because you've got the same mindset, you've got the same philosophies of, of, uh, the hard work and, and, and learning what you got to learn and, and meeting the people and being around the people, you know, you, uh, I already saw you last year at, uh, at a big event, um, in LA, a big music event and you were, you had a bunch of people around you. You're meeting all these people, and you're and the people that are doing it. And so, I know that you're going to have so much success with that, but um, I know you touched on just before, you know, on your morning jog, and uh, it, yeah. it, uh you know, I know that you'll find that the viewers will find that you meet many successful entrepreneurs and they all do similar things. And, and that's something I do. I, you know, I do, I do my yoga, I do my uh, gym every other day and, and, uh, and I go for runs. I, I got up to a half, half a marathon. Uh, I think it was last year, mm. but I can't, I I, don't, I can't run. I'm like, ah, uh, it was more of a walk run, but how does that play in um, your own health and, um, Keeping keeping yourself healthy. How does that play in your success? Well, that was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Glenn. Uh, I've learned so much stuff, and we've we've got some great uh, wisdom nuggets and some great. Great uh, uh, lessons from from firsthand from your experience, from the things you actually went through and the things that you did, and and hopefully you guys have as you've been listening or watching this that uh, you've taken some of those nuggets and and uh, you're able to use them uh, in your future. You know whether it be talking about habits and creating those habits or building the confidence that you uh, you know that you need in order to be successful, and um and of course if you don't know, head over to Silver Hand. Meatory to uh, find out more about Glenn Lavender and, and order some of his amazing uh, drinks there and beverages, but um, I wanted to let you guys know that um, this podcast is sponsored by Patreon.com. Uh, my account, which is Patreon.com uh, forward slash Steve com. and if you head over there and um, you know, seriously think about maybe supporting us, um, maybe um, even as little as buying a coffee a month or just becoming a part of. Of what we're doing here, and 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 allowing um, Asher Kai, my stillborn son, to um, have a voice and have a have a uh, a voice out in the world. You know, we're here creating insp- inspirational and motivational messages and uh, stories, and, and interviewing motivational and inspiring people. So think about that and uh and every little bit helps thank you so much and um also we uh yeah i guess i guess we we'll wrap up um and i will see you in the next episode Whoa,
0: oh, we're gonna rise up we're oh, gonna give up Whoa, oh, we're gonna rise up Whoa, oh, we're gonna rise up Whoa, oh, Not gonna give up, whoa We're gonna rise up Rise up, yeah Oh, we're gonna rise
1: up